3: What's going on? Victor Cruz here, and you're listening to The Victor Cruz Show. And I'm just here, I guess. This yeah, P- is PR. PR's
0: also here. I'm sorry. Uh, PR's also here. You know what? We're not going to do this. You know what? I'm going to do the plug they asked us to do on Winter Circle Media, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Big, it's your show,
3: man. I thank, you, uh, thank you, P for reminding the, the great people, our great <laughs> listeners out there, that this is indeed my show. This is the Victor Cruz show. It's a um, special
0: show
3: today. It is a special show today. Since we have uh we have our very first guest. Yeah,
0: it's your
2: first guest.
3: Our very first guest. And of course it's my brother. Like of course it would only it's be only right um that he is our first guest. And uh, PR is here as well. He just I'm just here. To... I'm just here. He just happens to pop up whenever we do this show. Um, and uh, But that's cool. And you want to introduce? What do you want to do? You want me, to, want me I mean, to he introduce? doesn't need any
0: introduction. He really he doesn't. So without, do without further ado, I need we a got our fucking drum roll. All <laughs> right, <laughs> shit. that's what I need. Oh, shit. No.
3: And he came with gifts. <laughs> he did come with gifts. I mean, at, in, in true just us format, oh we're wearing the goodness. slippers. We're, we're, we're filming this from his office. <laughs> and um, we're going to name
0: this episode Three Guys, Five Slippers. <laughs> You know what, that's... <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only one you get on the show, <laughs> <No. laughs> all right? You get yeah, well, one. I'm,
0: I'm good for one. I'm good for one. I'm no, good for one. The, the beautiful thing about this show is literally 15 seconds before our producer, Eric, was like, all right, we're recording. We have no idea what we're talking about this show. <laughs> zero clue. <laughs> we're not anything. Cool. We've talked about everything, food, food. <laughs> You're, you know, we'll get, kind of get into some of the stuff you got going on. I mean, clearly out, right? we're
3: professionals, so we'll, we'll, we'll pull it together. I now realize
1: that we definitely shouldn't talk 15 minutes before the show starts. Like, we covered everything. <laughs> we <We're> covered <laughs> everything. It's
0: all That's it. So, we're doing this show not in a normal studio. We're doing this in Ronnie's office, mm-hmm. which is as amazing as you think it is. And hopefully we can get, like, a little bit of visuals on it. Shit, <laughs> intro. Before the intro is off. He's totally fine. <laughs> did you want I um, think I did. My office is definitely more important. <laughs> No. Um. Listen, man, we have on the show Ronnie Five. Yeah, Ronnie. For the people, pronounce your last name, man. Because Please. I'm tired of
3: hearing. I've heard fur 17 versions. Fig. Yeah, I've heard it all. Like fa- All yeah, kinds of it all, like I've heard <laughs> <it> <laughs> Fiji. Like yeah. I'm hearing all kinds of Favre. 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 Favre.
1: <laughs> Please. I, think, um, I would say about five percent of the population get it right. So, <laughs> Jeez. having said that. I can't be mad at any of y'all. <laughs> and who knows what Victor was calling me before we met. <laughs>
3: I but, was one uh, of the educated folk that called him Ronnie Five.
1: Yo, so a lot of people spell it like, you know, basically they spell it F-I-F, It's F-I-E-G, but a lot of people mistake the I for an L. Believe huh, or not. Yeah. really? Yeah, you wouldn't think that. A lot of people <laughs> call me Ron, Ronnie Fleg. <laughs> yo, yo come a, on, man. It's a common one, I'm telling you. And... Um, my name's been butchered But hey It's been butchered by my mother My mother spelled my name R-O-N-I For most of my life oh, So I'm kind of used to it <laughs> Um Yeah I was watching my My old video Of my bar mitzvah The other night Last night of Hanukkah Got together at the crib The pops popped in the. Uh, oh
3: that's gotta be his classic footage
1: And I had not seen this Since I was 13 years old <laughs> For real So first I was seeing it Since, since swear, it happened? Yes That's crazy you just got to convert it onto DVD. Okay, right? amazing. <laughs> respect. I respect the effort. You know, Mom Dukes had to get that done. Absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. So you know, everybody's like, you know, so it's weird. You know, when your whole family like you start doing work, right? And you guys would know it. Just you know, you guys would know it even more than I do. But you guys start doing work, and like they start seeing you like from the outside in, mm-hmm. and you're not the one telling them what's happening. They're mm-hmm. starting to see it on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, very weird when you see them again, if you haven't seen them in, like, half a year or a year. It's
0: like a light bulb, like,
1: ah! So then you see them, and it's like... (laughs) You're really really not a good singer, huh?
3: You do have a job. You actually did something with yourself. (laughs) And
1: and it's weird when you see them. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like they wanted to see my bar mitzvah tape. Like they wanted to see me. To <laughs> like sun you a little bit, dumb it down was, a little that bit. That was a sunning. It was a, it was a straight sun. I mean, yo, I was a good-looking motherfucker, but you no. Know, what was your What was your style back then? But you were just then? thirteen. That's all. Yo, 14, I was. Like? The style, style hasn't changed much, but I was in a tux. I oh, was in a no. tux, yeah. You were tux. And my nose was the same size it is now, but my face was just a little sl- bit smaller. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but, yo, I had my first girlfriend. I had the same girl from 13 to 21. Get out of here. I was with the same girl for eight years. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and I'm watching my barista, and, like, my only memories I have. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: You had the same girlfriend from age 13 to 21?
1: Yeah, it went on and off for two years during high school, but for 80% of the time, we were together.
3: That's you know br- that? He's a great, br- I knew that. And I gave him that, that same look you giving him that, same look I gave him.
2: Crazy.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
3: Yeah, so. Well, I can't, friend, I've can't... had the same girl from second grade we turn the light on? to about okay. 10th grade, no, since I graduated high school.
0: Why do you always got to try to top Ronnie's
1: story?
3: No, I'm Ronnie just saying. There's like, like yeah, two people that could be in long-term relationships. You're like 13 to
0: 21. It's it's like, like I was 12 to 22.
3: But that That's was interesting. He's
1: like, yo, yo, I have a ring, and um, I also have <laughs> <I don't, laughs> a I, I don't wear yeah, the ring. Really? I don't wear the ring around the because
0: you, because you don't, know this. You don't yeah. have to. The chain. You can see the chain he had on right now. Oh, he don't God, need God. no ring. Oh, God. Totally. So, Ronnie, right, before we even jump into it, as we already have, how do you, when someone asks what you do what do you do how, what, how do you how do you describe yourself? So like, like I can say hey I own a sports marketing agency Vic can say hey I have businesses and I'm a professional athlete what what, what do you that's
1: a good question do I care about what this person thinks yeah you do care you do okay. care
0: I'm introducing you to a good friend of mine I say hey this is my brother Ronnie okay and you're like hey what do you do Ronnie like
1: you know that's a really like hard question to answer in a short amount of time um in a couple of sentences, but basically uh, I provide products for people that just want to be different in terms of uh, lifestyle products. So apparel, footwear, accessories, uh, I built spaces that are experiences, You get to shop the space and kind of um, feel like, you know, it, it might feel like you're not in a department store, you're not in a... Um, you're in a, sh- you're not in a department store, you're not in a shopping mall. You are in the street, but you feel like you're you're in this like beautiful living space, almost like like because of the people that work there. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. you know, you feel. Like you, I want people to feel like they're at home, and that's like mostly what I do. I build spaces for you to feel like, a, like, like you're shopping for. Product that you won't see everywhere else, and you're you know you're being helped by some of the nicest people in the industry that are very knowledgeable. And at the same time, I work on product that's also available in the shop. So I work with the brands that I buy from on the multi-brand aspect, and then I also uh, work on product with them that's
0: available only in the shop. So I'm actually happy to hear that because I hear people a lot of times. The reason why I asked it, I hear a lot of people say Ronnie well he's a designer, he has his brand. I'm like, yeah, almost. Yes, that's true, but I almost feel like it's selling you short. Like I just think of you as a creative. like whether that's manifests itself in the,
1: in the form of spaces and it, apparel, sneakers, whatever it is. it's It's hard because I consider I consider myself a product person, but at the same time, I look at the environments that I built and almost consider those things, those spaces products themselves. Mm-hmm. right? So like products are more come and go, you know, like at the end of the day, they're disposable in your closet whether it's going to be there for a year or five years, it's come and go. But the experience that you, that you have within a space is something that lives there forever. You know, like, if, if it's impactful, yeah. it will live there forever. And you will talk about it, and you'll spread the word of this experience that you had. And, you know, that's the word of mouth was actually more powerful than social media. I know that people see the social media aspect of what we do and think, oh, my God, this is how they got their following. or But really, the word of mouth after leaving the space is like, wow, like I found a space I can go to. Let me put on my people and show them what's up. You know, like Vic has done for the entire state of New Jersey.
2: You
1: know
3: what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And it's funny if people, a lot of people don't even know how me and Ronnie first met. I walked in the store and I used to go to Atrium all the time. And I used to walk in and go to Atrium. And then I walked to the back and I see kind of this little, you know, kind of hole in the wall, kind of shop in the back. And I was like, well, what's that? And I walk back there, and it was like this whole. Now, are new you setup. a New York Giant at this point? I was. Yes, it was after yes. my rookie season. Okay. And um, I walk in, and I see. So you're you know, on the humble, just shot on me. the humble the store right. just opened. I think maybe that year. Wow. <clears throat> and um, I walk in, and I see Ronnie. No clue who he was. Didn't know he owned the store. No clue that you know he built out that space. That this was his direction. No clue. We start talking. He knew me vaguely just from being a Giants fan. Um, but we started talking, and then 30 minutes went by, an hour went by, an hour and a half went by, about two hours went by. I remember Sam walking in like at the end, and um, and it was nothing about sports, nothing about football. It was all about life and how to live, and okay. and that was the thing that drew me to the brand because it was such a family oriented Like he brought me in like family that very first time we met, and just kicked it, and we've been friends ever since. So their motto, "Just Us," is like really really true. And when they when they wrap their arms around a friend or a person, they they really vibe with. They they stay they stay close. So that's a great
0: segue into Kith. A lot of people may not even know what that means and how you can you talk about how you with the name. It's a small and little out.
3: brand in Soho. I don't know if you guys may have heard about Look, it. Or so not.
1: so give us how you <laughs> came up with the name and what it means. The name uh, <clears throat> the name is part of um, the phrase Kith and Kin, which means friends and family, and it's the friends portion because I believe my friends are my family. So, got rid of the kin portion, and just went with um, the four-letter word kith, which uh, just is easy to remember, easy to write down. Like, four-letter words are hard to come by. Uh, that aren't already, you know, being used. So when I thought of the word kith, and I saw that it wasn't being used, and I thought about what I represent, and, you know, it's really just a synonym for friends, but more, it means more than that because of the phrase, of where it sits in the phrase, you know? Uh,
0: so, Were there any other names in contention? Was Kith almost something else? Well, um,
1: I was going back and forth.
0: And if you hear us chomping, Ronnie has blessed us with, what's this called again? What Shout out maple. to Maple. Maple. Shout out to Maple. Maybe if you listen
3: to the podcast. Yeah,
0: man. Send something
3: up. Send for it the boys, over. Man. Send it over, <laughs> Maple. Hey. My team's reaching out, trying to get in touch
1: with the corporate, <laughs> the corporate heads out there. But
0: I'm sorry, you said, so was it almost named something else, Kith? Or was it always that was the first name? and...
1: We were thinking about Kith and Kin. Okay. Um, but then what I did was I was working on this um, accessory line with my mother. Really? And, yeah. And it we it's still
2: sells in the, it's still sells the store. shop. Yeah, yeah it's,
1: it's, a, it's like a beaded bracelet concept. Oh, that's and we called that Kin. So mm. Kith was a friend's portion, and then when I, when I worked with my mom, I called that the Kin stuff. Got you, my Dukes. It's like, where's my cup, Papa? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you I, was, I was like, all right, you know what? Keep <laughs> <laughs> you busy real quick. Yeah, let me, let me help you make these uh, bracelets. Oh, so, yeah. One one of the things I
0: love, aside from becoming good friends with you and the brand and all of that stuff, one of the things I love is your story. Like, I'm so into. That's why I love Vic's story. How I got it. Like, I'm so into like homegrown a New York story and I consider Jersey like you know all that I'm so into the story of people that like earned their way you know we always talk about the millennial generation Mm -hmm. the Instagram generation how it's like instant gratification and you know I think it was the game or someone that said Someone has ten followers. They put music on. They get six likes. They think they're ready for a deal, right? <laughs> um, um, and that's the generation really? we're dealing with. Like, can you tell the people who, who maybe have been under a rock and don't know your story, like how you got started? You're not new to this. You didn't design a dope tee last week and got on. No, no, right, by no, 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 no Not no, last no. week, no. at least, right? Like, tell people a little bit about how you got started. Like your whole
1: story. <laughs> um, tell people like a little bit about your whole story. <laughs> All of it. Tell people a little bit <laughs> about, about, about your, your entire life. Seventeen yeah. seconds. Yo, so uh, go. I'll try to summarize it because it's a long (laughs) one. Um, When I was young, uh, basically what happened was I was at my bar mitzvah. My parents paid for my bar mitzvah with the money that I got as gifts. Wow. So I get money, and that's supposed to be like your first, like, I don't know, down payment payment on a house Mm -hmm. or your first car or whatever. But my parents didn't really have a lot of money, but they wanted to throw a big party and they wanted to invite my relatives from all over the place. So... <clears throat> the money that people gave me had to go back to the party,
3: right? Did and you know, understand was, that as a kid? I was, like, I was, so you're basically... I did, I did. You hosted... You hosted the night <laughs> for the for the venue.
1: Yeah. It's as if no. I was to tell you, like, yo, I need you to host the party. Like, yo. But fam... I need you at one note tonight. I'm going to pay you, but I need you to pay you. me. I that back. <laughs> I'm going to hold that. If you don't mind. So, basically, David, who was... Who's... Not was. Who is my second cousin, mm-hmm. um... Growing up, like he had uh, David Z, who were these David you know, these, these stores in the nineties, in the early nineties, these stores were like David the Z was most heavy in my hood. Heavy oh my god! Heavy. I mean, heavy. It, col- the most culturally impactful shoe stores in the nineties, bar none. It's not even close. yeah. They
0: weren't light. Like, what's the shit? Like, like, if you yeah. shopped you went to David I mean, Z's.
1: Period. And Eighth Street. Right? So, like, when I used to go to the city with my mo- Like, my mom would take me to the city. We'd visit David's stores. And I'd see David there. And, like, I used to look at this dude and be like,
2: damn. Like,
1: I really... I'm getting the chills right now even thinking about it. Like, you know, I really wanted to end up being in that situation where, like, I am giving you a place where I am selling you dope product and I am affecting your life. Like mm-hmm. you're leaving here and you are looking and feeling better than you looked and felt before you came to the shop. And that's, it's something that I saw at like age 11 and 12 and I was like, wow. So David, every time he'd see me, he'd slip $100 on my shirt uh, and he used to give me garbage bags full of clothing, hand-me-downs. So you already know. <clears throat> And at age 12, I was swimming in that shit, but whatever. I was fly as fuck. <laughs> and Carl can not sweatshirts and cross-color hats. Mom Dukes looked <laughs> at me like, you are one crazy little kid. Yo,
3: when Ronnie told me he was rocking sweat sweatsuits, <laughs> oh, I, I, I knew
0: it was real. I knew he was
3: like, we are from the same place. Oh, I love so, it.
1: <laughs> so I was rocking all this gear that David was giving me, but I wanted to be fresh and have shit that actually fit me. But, <laughs> but my, my parents didn't have dope. So like... Uh, it was really hard for me uh, to ever get anything I wanted, and David knew that. So, bottom line is, David, uh, you know, handed me like an envelope of cash at my bar mitzvah. And I looked at him, I was like, what is this? And I looked down, and it's it's cash. And I, I looked back at him, and I was like, no, thank you, I want a job. And he was like, excuse me? I was like, I want a job. He's like, you know, if you give this back to me... Um, you know, if you give this back to me right now, I can't promise you anything, but I'll see what I can do. And I was like, 30. "And how old are you?" Thirteen. Wow. Right. So I give it back to him, and the next day he calls me up, and the day after that, I started in the stock room of eight of the Eighth Street store, and I was a stock, I was working in the stock for a year, right, and uh, a lot longer than David expected. That the, like I started in the store, and then I moved over to summertime. It was like a, a couple weeks after that. After I got trained in the shop, then I went. I worked at the warehouse, and in the warehouse I was like stocking. I was condensing shoes in the warehouse that were on shelves. So we'd replen the stores from this warehouse that was on Broadway right here downtown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I remember stocking, like condensing the shoes on the fifth or sixth shelf, all the way up on a ladder, <laughs> far up on a ladder, and. The ladder slipped from under me and I was hanging on to a shelf with one arm and I really hurt myself bad. I hurt my shoulder. And I came home and my parents were looking at me like, yo, like, I was ripped. I was 14 and I was ripped because I was lifting boxes all day Like, and I was I was into it, you know? I was actually 13. This is when I first I was 13. I just turned 13 and I was getting like in shape. It was crazy. I was already in shape. I was getting ripped. And that my, parents, kicking in my G. parents looked at me like, yo, you're crazy. I, I, <laughs> that was those years. You're like, yo. So after working in the warehouse, uh, I called him up and I was like, yo, like, I want to, I want to continue working for you, you know, but this is like, this, it was like, in, it was intense. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was intense. And you're a kid working in I'm the a, warehouse. I'm like. a, I'm a, and I'm a kid and the youngest kid, the youngest person is like 40. 40, <laughs> 40 me. So these are becoming like my uncles in That's there. That's crazy. You know, and.
0: But stop there for a second. Like, even that to me is dope, right? Like, this is your uncle. Your uncle's David.
1: Yes. His second name, cousin.
0: Right. I mean, your your cousin's David. Right. So right. his name. It's not like you had a hookup or anything like that. Like, you could have been in like, nah, I'm ready to like manage a store or be mm-hmm. a sale or yeah. do. Yeah. Like, I was
1: 13 though.
0: But even still, it's like right. no sense of entitlement. You're like, all right, right
1: warehouse. That's, that's what it is. Let's get it. Zero. It, zero that's sense true. of entitlement. That's and and the truth is, like, I look back at it now and I see why he was the way he was in the mm-hmm. very beginning, but. We'll talk about that later. Basically, I, I fell, I hurt myself, my parents like, were like, what are you doing, you can't be doing that, whatever. I hit him up and I was like, yo, like I, I wanna do this, don't get me wrong, he's like, "Yo, you lasted a lot longer than I thought you'd last. Mm. I didn't think you'd last mm. this long and I wanted to wait until like you came to me. And, and then basically I became a stock person in the store Okay. Uh, after I, I, I gained all that training and whatever. No. So I started there, I, I started in the store. And I I go to I go to the city Fridays after school. I end school at like 2:30. Walk in Queens from PS 178 on Middle uh, on uh, Grand Central Parkway and 188th Street. Yep. I'd walk to 179th and Hillside. Take the train by myself, the F train, last stop. Not the most pleasant spot in the world if you're a white 13 year old kid. Right. Uh, to, right. So the F train <coughs> all the way down to West Fourth. Used to go to the store and I I'd, I'd start there at like. 4.30, 5 o'clock, and then work to like 8.30, 9 o'clock on Fridays, and then work all day Saturday, all day Sunday. But I like worked religiously every vacation day that I had, every day off, like I was there, every weekend, every... So I worked there as a stock person after a year and a half, or two... After a year and a half, when I was 14 and a half, <coughs> I got a job as a salesperson, like... You fourteen and 14 and a half on the floor on the Salesforce? floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gave, me the, gave me the shot of working on the floor. Oh. So I started working on the floor and you know and people And back then so you're
0: selling the dope boy you're selling to everyone like oh. you're selling like yeah, my Man,
1: like like It was
0: a great era man. You used was, the shop at right? <clears throat> yeah,
1: All the time. 8th right? yeah. eight, eight, Street what well, people don't know and you definitely know this if you know what's up like you know that 8th Street was like the car show during the weekend watch your shit next it course. was a car show yeah. I mean you're talking about like Busta Diddy Mace Back then, Nas, A. Z. Foxy. Can you,
3: can you tell people the Cameron story? I need the I need the, the whole dip uh, set. I need yeah. that Cameron story. Yeah.
1: Another story. I'm going to tell you that in a second. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hysterical. It's hysterical. So, <clears throat> I started working as a salesperson there, and basically from there, uh, worked my way up to assistant manager. And that didn't even come by like, oh, like let me promote him at the age of like 17. It was who had the highest sales per hour average oh, wow. in the stores. So. My sister, she worked in the office back then, and she told me, like, yo, David's looking for assistant manager. He's running reports to see who has the highest sales per, per hour average to bump them up to system management. And I was, like, praying. I remember, like, in my room, like, praying that he would make me assistant manager, you know? And the reports got printed out, and he was, like, man,
2: like... People are going to think that it's because of
1: my cousin. He printed out every day, like the reports of every single day for the last two months to show people what I clocked every day. Mm. And then he was like, You could check the computer, like, gave mm. people proof and had to show proof. I was this 17 year old kid selling like thousands of dollars a day worth of product. Mm. That might not sound like a lot, but back then, back it, was then it was a lot. Yeah. And and, uh, and I got bumped up to assistant management, and then from there, I, you know, I boosted numbers, and, and then David had, like, a bunch of stores, and I started, you know, managing a bunch of stores. Did you know back then, this is what I want to do? I knew when I was 13, this is what I want to do. Wow. You know, and that's, that's like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in luck, but I believe that that's, like, the most fortunate I ever was in my life, is knowing that early what I was mm-hmm. passionate about. You know, like having a passion that like, <coughs> is a win. It's it's like a head start. Yeah, because you, know?
3: you can focus on that and just and just continue to expand. We well, we'll see it look. all the time.
0: We see dudes that like trying to ball forever. And yeah. Say, oh, I didn't work out. I'm 26 mm-hmm. now. I'm trying to start my now career. Now you're trying right. to start like, do something years head start, like, Exactly. You know? That's that's an, that's
1: what I'm saying. So 95, I was 13, and then you know, 7, 17 assistant management, and then management, and then assistant buyer, and then buyer, general buyer, general manager. Like I worked my way all. I worked all the way wow. up until. 2010. Now I'm now I'm 15 years in. Um, So crazy. So young to have 15 years experience.
3: Is that when the collaboration?
1: When did the collaboration start? When did the in in 06, I I basically. So David Z was a brown shoe and boot store, like Mm -hmm. back before you know. Like people don't ever like people don't remember what it was like in the mid 90s. Like people weren't out there for kicks the way they are now. Sneakers weren't a thing. My first. AOL Instant Messenger uh, username yeah. was Dolo King because I was collecting Dolomites right, yeah. before I was collecting anything else, mm-hmm. and that was my obsession. I still remember stock numbers wow. of uh, of the shoes in that store because you know the whole like second floor of the stockroom were all Dolomites because David ruled the hiking business. So A yeah, Solo boots, Dolomites, Trisetta, Technica, Trisetta. uh. You remember Tiffany Burner? Yes, of course. Danner back then. It was Adams, Adams Boots, Mags, Timberlands. I mean, it was like a whole different era and that was, that was like, it wasn't a trend. It was like, technical product back when the winners were actually winners I mean, yeah. what the fuck is going on right now <laughs> but end, end of October I mean I remember Halloween being cold it used to be yeah. cold man. yeah it's brick so people were people were actually using hikers you needed Gore-Tex you needed all that you need shit that. Like, it you wasn't, needed that yes. you know so like I had all of these like celebrities shopping with me calling me whitey like that was my nickname as a salesperson so all like celebrities used to come Jay used to come every weekend you know, Whitey would have his two Tims ready for him at the counter. Pair of a pair of Struts. He'd leave his old ones. He'd sign them for me. I'd sell them in school, shit like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, hold on. Oh, someone from- yeah, Y'all keep, y'all keep talking. It's for you? Yeah. Right, and I need to hear this dipshit
0: story too.
1: Oh yeah, you did really know. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was a little. Anywho, so. All these celebs would come in. Lauren Hill. Nas, You know, Lauren Hill's line. Gore-Tex and Sweats. I'm trex Like, I'm homeless. Yeah, exactly. I sold her. I explained... What that In world? 90... In 95, I remember. That's I insane. I was 90... It was 96, I think. It was 96. And I'm here explaining to Lauren Hill what Gore-Tex means. I'm what? like this fucking 14 and a half year old kid. Like... Lauren, you know, like, these are really waterproof. Like, I can't even imagine what it sounded like <laughs> back then. I heard my romance a video, and I sounded like a young Michael Jackson. It was terrible. So, like, I pulled off this, like, Gore-Tex, and, like, it was a boot inside, like, uh, like, what looked to be, like, a mini aquarium. Mm-hmm. You'd flip it over, and you'd see the water... Um, The water just like... There was Gore-Tex in the middle of the... Like Gore-Tex fabric in the Mm -hmm. middle. You'd flip it over and you'd see that no water would seep through. Yeah. But you'd see the condensation, which means air is coming through. Yeah. So like... That was like the best technology back then everybody was like that's obsessed crazy. with Vortex and people I thought it was a brand
3: because the box had the globe on it with the logo and the water behind it I remember uh, that's the, that's the, Vas- that's the Vas- Vast that's, the Vas- that's the Vas- logo that's what oh, we Vas- had in Jersey but
1: Vast wore Vortex same thing you know what I'm saying because they so, had the tag I, I told you about like the, the whole Vortex craze with Lauren Hill and like I how, thought I thought it was a brand so you just said it wasn't <laughs> like, no, no it is a brand Vortex was like it is a brand but Vortex boots made
3: the Vasquez
1: boot no 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 so Gore so Tex is a brand that provides ins- not insulation. It provides a, a waterproof lining. Gotcha. It's basically like if it's basically like your sock, for example. Okay. Right. It's the booty construction within a boot. Okay. So they build the construction. The lining inside the boot is this booty construction that's stitched to the lining or to the actual leather of the upper to create this like waterproof shell inside the boot where water can't penetrate past. If it penetrates past the leather, it stops there. It won't penetrate past the lining. That's part
0: of that technical aspect you were talking about, where it was like that became like people like
1: yeah, of course. Like, so brands, so brands like Timberland, for example, would then like pay Gore-Tex, a third party, like a, a third. They're a third party waterproof lining. Basically, mm-hmm. they pay them to incorporate. The Gore-Tex lining within their boots, God. so you have to be an approved factory to use Gore-Tex lining. I have to like pass all these tests wow. for every product. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty intensive. So, so that was like the whole Gore-Tex era. But these boots were like, like the way people feel about like fifth, the the seventy two and tens that just dropped, mm-hmm. or the Aqua eights on Black Friday. That's the way people felt about hikers back then. So if there was a it's new true. color of dolomite up on the wall or a new color up at the basket, people were was, to get those. People the blue were, and black ones. Online. It was Flew. insane. It was insane. It was
0: just before like beef and broccoli and all no, that stuff. No, it's around that same time. Had, so beef and
1: broccoli. So David had the first collaborative project on a footwear piece I've ever. I don't ever remember one before then. It was the gray construction boot. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was uh, 1997. So here I am. 15 years old like I don't even know how many of those I sold but you knew I walk. I stood right by the door and everybody would come in I didn't even have to see what they would pick up I'd be like, what size you you what size you you what size you people were driving up from North Carolina it was like insane
0: So let, let me ask That's this. Uh, what, so 15, you go up your, your store manager, general manager. When are you like, I need to do my own shit? What age did th- does that enter your mind? Are you and Not only when do you think about it, but when is it like, I can do my own shit?
1: Right. So 06. So basically, when I started buying, I brought all these athletic companies to David Z. Mm-hmm. So I started opening up athletic brands for David Z. Right? I think he had New Balance as one brand. And then I helped bring all the other brands on board. I built this very good relationship with Asics. I brought them on for one year, and after one year, we, we did some serious business. And they knew that I was a sneakerhead. I was, I started collecting sneakers at, at like 15. Really, my first pair was I was 13 when I started collecting my first pair of Nikes. I started collecting uh, boots around the same time, but I was collecting more boots than sneakers. But I started taking it seriously at like 15, right? So they knew because I had a good relationship with the sales rep. Who's still my rep today, by the way? Oh wow, that's crazy. Which is kind of crazy. Shout out to Michael McLaughlin. He's my, that's my man right there. So, started working on, um, started working on all these brands, and they saw me as a sneakerhead. So they approached me with their catalog, their archive, and they're like, "We know you're a sneakerhead." Um, and I hate that term, but we know you're into sneakers. Uh, if you want to bring back one of these retro models, like let us know. I mean, dropped off like the archive, right? And I'm looking through it and it gave me the craziest flashback ever. So well, here I am, 1991. I was nine years old. I'm almost sure I was 91. I was standing outside a tennis junction in Great Neck, my mom was shopping for me, for sneakers. My aunt lived in Great so sort we of were in the neighborhood. And um, I begged my mom for a pair of Reebok pumps.
2: <laughs> Begged my
1: mom and she walked in half an hour later I was outside I was like bored walked out get home I thought I had a pair of Reebok pumps in the bag I opened up the bag there's a pair of jelly threes $79.99 pumps were like twenty, right okay? opened up the box I'm like why she's like you're not getting an expensive person you're just gonna, you're, you're gonna dirty them up you're gonna yep. go out of them I started wearing these July 3s and I loved them. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with them. I, know, I think I went back to buy another pair and they were discontinued because they came out in 1990. So they still had them in 91 on the show. Now, were they the
0: shit in the 90s? people rocking them or not so much? That's why they got discontinued. Were they like Japs back then? Like, dude, were, were they <laughs> frowned
3: upon? Like,
0: what's the vibe?
1: I would say ASICS and Avia were the two brands mm-hmm. that were like yeah. sub here So it was like Nike, Adidas. Back then, I would say Puma, crazy hot with the suede. And then, this would be
0: sub-tier, right? You, you know what's bugging me, and I could jump or cut you off, Ronnie. Did you shop in the city at all? Like, did you do David Z's when you were a kid? No, yes, sometimes. Rarely. There's a small chance, as small as it may be, like, we may have all been in the same store at some, like... At the same time. I do that's, that's, like, like, that's crazy.
3: That's crazy. I've
0: seen more weird shit happen than that. See that bug? Like, when you think yeah. about it, like, what David Z meant to the culture... Forget and all of that stuff Like yeah, Whether I mean, it was with the parent We're all mm-hmm. young or whatever That's just That's like kind of Fuck with me a little bit Like No
1: truth to that There's truth to that That we it's probably crazy. Cross paths many times And we just don't realize it But that's crazy But I'm sorry I, I, don't, I don't know ask. Go ahead Um Jelly threes Jelly threes So I see it in the catalog In the archive And I'm like Oh my god I Gotta bring these back So Did you
0: automatically Go to that like The kid First shoe Your mom like, did you go back to that? Immediately. Yeah,
1: immediately. Immediately. Because they, they showed me the old, they also showed, they showed me the old catalogs. So,
3: so you I, saw the same shoe. colorway, same And everything. I'm like,
1: oh my God, I had that. I had this, the OG colorway. It was like, oh shit. Like, That's crazy. So, so anyway, I was like, okay, this is the shoe that I want to work on, right? So I worked on three versions of that shoe called the 252 pack. It's called that because it was limited. The, the minimum was 252.
3: Have you seen that shoe, P? I don't
1: think
0: so.
3: It's the most colorful thing you've ever seen. Um, and oh,
1: so, and Here's the one he did?
3: Yeah. Like you could tell that gallery?
1: No. Okay. But it's the same silhouette. Same silhouette. So I started silhouette. on that silhouette. I, I didn't I include it because the homage, I wanted the homage shoe to be like the best of my July 3 designs. Okay. And I am somewhat shameful of my first designs. Stop it. People like them. You're at a different, different, terms. Different, terms. Different, different, different time. Different time of your, your time life. Stop, stop, stop. So, no, just, just, hold, on,
0: hold on, I'm just going to say this. Hold on. I'm going to say this. Right. Look at anyone, such so as <laughs> myself, that has a bunch of tattoos. They can show you their shitty first tattoo. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a rite of passage.
1: The thing Ooh. is, Hove's embarrassed of his first bars. <laughs> I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no. Not a bit, <laughs> Look, We're not gonna do <laughs> well, that. Was that Jay's first bar? Well,
3: you're his, not uh, gonna was punish old, my boy in <laughs> front of bar, me. You're bars. not gonna do this in oh, front of oh, me. Hold oh, on, hold
0: on, oh. This <laughs> is where old bars go. Yeah, this will go all the what way What I'm back. saying is <laughs> that those his first bars no, no, he no, ever no, rapped. No,
1: no, but I'm sure that now, I'm sure that years later, it would have been reversed. Big L and Jay, like I'm sure that it, it obviously he gained experience. yo no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyway,
1: we are we gonna do today? And I'm, a, you know, and, I'm, and I'm a Jay fan, but yo, know, yeah, that's some of Big L's best. Big L's no, one of the no, no. best. Was, I'm taking nothing away from Big. And that's uh-huh. one of one of the best freestyles of all time. One hundred percent. All right, uh-huh. fact, As long as facts are on the team. So, so, so. Anyway, we're on the shoe. Design these three shoes. They wanted me to write. 2,000 pairs for them to bring the shoe back so they can amortize the cost of the tooling. We won't get into what that is. Okay. So, I commit to three shoes, seven. No, they wanted me... I'm sorry. They wanted me to commit to 1,000 pairs. They wanted me to make four shoes. I committed to three. They wanted 1,000 pairs. I gave them 756, right? 252 of each. So, I somewhat did this behind David's back. She is still wearing her Davids E's? Yes. Okay, oh, This is 06. Oh, shit, okay. This is 06, right? So... Uh, I am how old am I I'm 24 years old I start working on this I have like a cad a blank cad that they gave me and I'm like drawing arrows to each piece of the shoe and making notes right some crazy fucking thing. I had no idea what, I was winging it right <laughs> that's amazing. And, and I referenced colors and materials I had a couple of pair of shoes where I referenced colors and materials from those shoes and I sent them that with this piece like I did as much as I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Took me a couple of weeks, but I put it together. And samples came back and I was like, whoa, like it was multicolor because that's what's hap- that was what was happening in Tokyo. I was a big fan of what the Japanese were doing. Mm-hmm. I was like heavy into collecting and like, those were like some of the most different ASICs, like, I was like, all right. So they sent me these shoes and they were like, if they don't work, we'll take them back. But when the shoes came into the warehouse, uh, I remember David seeing these shoes and he's like what the fuck is this and I was so like so you
0: you bought them in without telling them also <laughs> yeah. oh by the way you designed them yeah. <laughs> by the way we just bought these joints wholesale like no big deal right. by the way I designed them too. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> I
1: remember David like being like what the fuck is this and I was like listen it's something that I worked on if it doesn't work like, he's like it's not the way it works and I knew the way it worked I didn't have to hear it <laughs> tell me the way it worked but the way that it worked was it cost X amount to ship the shoes and it cost us X amount to receive the shoes and stock them and the whole you know cost process because I especially know what that costs <laughs> now you know so I was like listen if it doesn't work they'll take them back and he's like no no no, no. it doesn't work that way and I was like alright if it doesn't work I'll buy them and he looked at me he's like you're gonna buy them and I was like I'll buy them and I shook his head and I was like Fuck my life <laughs> What did I just do right? right Like all the money That I saved Like
3: Meaning you would buy All 756 pairs. Correct Gotcha
1: Okay
0: Top of your head off the Top of your head What's the math? Give me the round number What's that If not a pair of sales
3: He's um, probably He's probably still being David Z's <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: tell you right now It's around I uh, Probably around 50k And you're how old 24 um, I am 24 years old That's real money Huh, like back it's then? That's really? yeah, like 200k <laughs> now. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's real that's, money. That's That's money, Absolutely. Right? So, at this point, and I'm going to do the math later just to make sure I don't sound like an idiot, but it is around, I think it's around 50k. So, I was like... Well, oh, it's hi. money to keep you up at night if this shit don't go the right. Fuck, I don't have 50 i like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, now right. I'm going to need to figure it out. Like, now I'm like, my job is on the line, mm-hmm. right? So, I started like scrambling, called up everybody, and I called up everybody I knew. You know, like, I called up, I had a friend at Complex, they ran it in their in their print. I called them, like, it was in the mag, available, like... Uh, and I called them way before that because I was worried about it before the... Like, the mag came out two weeks before the shoes came out. We did an event with Complex on Fifth Avenue. We had a bunch of people. We had, like, 100 people come in, 70 and they bought the shoe. I was like, all right, good. The next day, no one's outside. I wasn't expecting anybody outside. But I was expecting people to come in and buy them, like... I don't know. I expect them to sell off the shelf alone... Which they did. We sold like 13 pairs the first day. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like... Some guy walks in. Buys a shoe. Comes to me and asks me about the story of the shoe. And I give him the same exact story I just told you. Straight up. I was like, yeah, I worked on the shoe. This not know, whatever. Alright. Um, now, mind you, the, the blogs aren't jumping by now. Like, it's in 06, the blogs aren't really... Mm-hmm. You know, and the shoe came out in 07. I worked on them in 06. But the blogs aren't jumping, you know? So it's like... You know, some... You know, Matt from, Matt from Nice Kicks um, met me half a year prior. I worked on a Timberland boot. It was 48 pairs. Like, I just worked on the special makeup, and I told him what it was, and he wrote me up in Nice Kicks, and that was, like, the beginning of my trip. Right? And then he wrote up about the shoes again, and people knew about them off of a few tips, but I saw 13 pairs. Guy comes in, asks me a story, I told him what it was, right? The next day, I wake up, and I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to get fired, right? Like, I need to start, like, planning what I'm going to do. I'm 24. I'm not, like, 16 years old. You know what I mean? So I I get a call from my mom, and she's crying on the phone. And I'm like, it's a deal. She's like, do you know that your shoe is on the cover of the Wall Street Journal? And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I ran to the, I ran, I ran to the store, and they didn't have the Wall Street Journal there. I ran to the next spot. <laughs> grab, uh, grab the Woolsey Journal and I see on the cover of Pursuits, it's a picture of my shoe. And I'm like, the fuck, so I read, I'm going to the... and it's like a feature on limited edition sneakers. Now, back then, that was a big deal, right? Um, and Nobody had limited I, edition shoes. And then I go to the store,
3: back then. Was... and
1: there's a line two blocks long in front of the store from this piece. I was like, holy shit. And we sold out of the shoes in the next two days, all of them. Wow. And crazy. That was, you know, luck, I don't know. Foot in the door, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because that day, the back then, one of the vice presidents of Adidas worked across the street, saw the line, came in, asked me about it, I told him what it was. Oh, you might have a project for you with Adidas. Oh, so all this stuff was being branded under my name why because David Z was selling Crocs and Indigo right. Privo at the same okay. time mm, right gotcha. back then gotcha. so like Skechers and all that shit so like I wanted to create another like tier for David and I had to put my name behind it so people wouldn't get it twisted you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so I created like I started I started putting my name behind the product I was building so now I'm starting to work on all these different products
0: but Ronnie, before you go there for me what I love about that store I don't know what yours is mm-hmm. what I take away from it is the key takeaway is your job's on the line on this shit, right? And you can either fold or but you're reaching out to complex, you're doing this, you're doing whatever you can do. And I have this firm belief, you know, it's it's helped me through life is when people you really can tell who someone is or what they're made of when their backs up against the wall. 100%. Right? It's you that game against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Like Papa, you don't show out, this league might not be for you. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Not this team, this league this might entire not be business.
3: for you. This entire business. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like it's
0: entire entire so it's like that's fight or flight, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So for me, that always proves so much metal to me. It's like, all right, I'll buy them. You're betting on yourself now. But what? the
3: crazy thing is, anyone that's put the ground, like Ronnie's put the groundwork in. You know what I yep. mean? Like I've put the groundwork yep. in to get to where we are today. It's something to be said that guys that you see at the pinnacle of their careers that put the groundwork in, you know, something good's gonna yep. come. You put yourself them. in a position, exactly. Yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? To So that's crazy. It's how people react in the face of adversity that really, like, defines a person's character. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And, like, for me, um, I worked really, I really worked from the bottom up. You know what I mean? And my, my, biggest, uh, my biggest issue is, like, how kids, how the younger, like, generation likes to knock everything that they can't do immediately mm-hmm. or what they, what they don't know. Um, they're not willing to admit what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're not willing to work to get to where they want to be They just know where they want to be without having to, like, understand what they need to do to get there. So when they can't do that, that's when, you know, the hate comes out. And Mm -hmm. that's when they try knocking you off the pedestal, right? And they try to knock you down and try to, like, basically take away all those things that you've earned. So, like, uh, on my Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, like, up until a year ago, I think my parents, like, owned Yellow Rat Bastard, um... I never even stepped foot in the yellow bastard. That's crazy, <laughs> right? So, like, we'll start with that, and yeah. then it's like I'm this rich kid. I'm a trust fund kid. I don't even know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, all I know is right now I help support my parents. Um, you know, I'm 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 trying to make I'm trying to I'm trying to help move the culture forward, and I'm trying to help buy. Um, you know, hiring. I have eighty employees now. You know what I mean? That are part of this brand. they are very passionate. About eighty employees. That's yeah. a lot of employees. Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a
3: full fledged business now, and to employees. see how much has grown from the very first day I walked into that you, place, you it's like. I
1: mean, you started you, when you when you came in. I was working the floor. Yeah,
3: you were there. You and were I, like working. Pe-
1: people were like, and but I had a following. So when I basically thought that the goods were like too good for the. You know, environment I was selling product in right because the web was like a whole nother. like people had this like people had this this uh, this perception of David Z being completely different from what it was so when they'd walk in they'd be like wait a second what because I built this whole persona online mm-hmm. and then people come in and I knew like it was time to take this product somewhere else so uh, and not to knock David Z. No, no, just a different because thing. it was—it's a different era. Okay. It's like a different type of product I'm trying to put out there. So it was like you know. So David Z was definitely the schooling, um, but uh, but when I opened up my store, I brought the I brought a, I brought the following with me mm-hmm. in 2011 when I first opened. I left in 2010. It took me a while to build the two stores, Brooklyn, and New York. So you've only had kids for four years. It's gonna be five years next year. Oh, yeah. four shit. Four years. That's crazy. It's insane. It feels like a fucking lifetime. <laughs> You yeah. know, but sure. that brings
0: us. Look, and it's funny. You know, we've been talking about doing this podcast for the longest time and just schedules. Yeah, and and I don't want
1: like, this shit to be all about. More than the nah, theater. but it <laughs> is. No, but
0: this is interesting. This is
3: interesting to me. This is you it's, know, like I, I mean, yeah, I, I've heard these stories a hundred times, but it's good. To talk to, it's good for. About Rose and
1: Kendall Jenner and shit like that. That's why we're doing this. <laughs>
3: it's the interesting stuff, nah, right?
1: But, but I, it is. It is important for, and I never really put it out there because. I don't want to be that person that's like, this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what I did. No, but, but
3: this is good for our, our listeners to understand where you come from. And, and yeah. when they see me, I wear this shit every day. And and, and, I, and it's funny because it's not like I'm like, oh, this is my boy stuff. I'm rocking it. Which part of it is. But part of it's like, I like these clothes. Like, I, I would genuinely wear these if I didn't know Ronnie from a can
0: of paint. I, I, I won't say you know names. I won't say names, but... We talk about all the time all the amount of stuff people and brands send us and it's like doesn't mean you're posting it. It's not all fresh.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So
0: you being who you are, you're wearing it, yes. It just so happens that it's your man, your main exactly. man, hundred grand, but you also rock with it. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like there's the authenticity of that too. Absolutely. So But I think for me that's I wanted to get that across because I do think especially I don't wanna shit on this this, you know, millennial generation, but I do think there's a there's a disconnect. Yeah, it's like people just think like I designed a dope tea so I could, you know, I have a website and now I can open up a store and, and, and no, I don't knock anyone's hustle, but I think it's important for people to understand the grind. Yeah. It's important to understand your story has been well documented, Vic, of not getting drafted and what that meant and training and like, this ooh. and that and betting on yourself and all that, like, that shit doesn't just happen. And that documentary, you
1: know, like, that showcases that and people need to know. hmm
2: you know, the realness like people
1: need to know and for oh, me realism. it's like you know, I want the people to know through the product man Like I just want the product to like to tell the story you know but sometimes when you have a name behind the product the product isn't enough because mm-hmm. they they like buy into me and my vision and what I really represent you know Absolutely. what I'm saying but I don't want my life to turn into a fiasco I don't want everybody knowing what I'm doing at all times like I've kind of like taken a different approach to social media in the last couple of months like last six months Things are in perspective for me, and what I learned more than ever now is, like, the sheep will be the sheep. You know, like, Mm. like if you are going to take information and, like, all this shit that's being posted and count that as tangible product. Just, like, the way that I see product is very different from the way other people see product. I see product and I dissect it the second I see it you know what I mean like it's not the same way I would look at this uh, this mic right now and and I just no a mic is a mic a bag is a bag food is the food but if you're gonna show me some apparel some footwear like I'm dissecting that shit from the moment I see it I just see it differently Mm -hmm. you know but the way people look at information and social media they might see it differently than I do because I don't see it as like I don't see it as the work that was put in I don't see it as I don't see it as anything tangible you weren't with me when I was there in the factories in DR, making my sabagos with the people that were there, you weren't with me in the stock room at David Z. You weren't with me on the floor. You weren't with me when I have to, you know, when I have to take all these trips. They back don't and back want and you, and you back to back succeed, right? <laughs> <and back>. They <laughs> don't want you to
0: flourish. It wasn't what they the don't They don't shoot. want you to be they great. They, they
3: weren't there. Yo,
0: <laughs> they weren't
3: there, you know what's, man. You
1: know what's funny is we're gonna laugh at this, and people are gonna look at this shit and laugh at us. But the bottom line is, like this is real, we're in my office, this is, this This took a long time, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, this took mm-hmm. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it doesn't really matter, it, it reached a point where it doesn't matter how people feel, it just matters how people will react. Look,
0: you know? I I, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, I've been blessed to be around really successful people, right, and and I tell people just a simple formula, if you just try to match successful people's work ethic, you'll be surprised at the good things that happen, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And, mm-hmm. You've reached a certain level of success, you know, whether it be, you know, professionally, financially, whatever the case is. This isn't uncommon for you to be at the office. We're, we're 730 right now. This
1: is early. Right? Bro.
0: Like, it's I'm, not... the last,
1: I'm the last one in here, but I'm here till 10.
0: You know, so, you know, there's something with the grind. Like, it isn't uncommon. Like, LeBron's won, you know, two championships, four MVPs, all this stuff. He went to Miami and worked out and had his own three-a-day training camp. You know, so... You know, you, I've seen the work. You fly. Did you go to Arizona? Where'd you go this summer? I
3: went to Arizona, I went to and, and You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going there, you're locking in, and you're working
0: out. Like, there's no accidental success.
1: There's no such thing. Not there's no shortcuts. There are no Zero. shortcuts. Zero shortcuts. There's no such thing as a shortcut.
0: The problem is. There's more roadblocks than there are shortcuts. Yes, yes. people, <sighs> but people I mean? look at it. People look at Instagram. People look at Instagram. People are like, yes. oh shit, he made it. He came out of nowhere. He did this, he did that. And I like it on one hand because. It gives everyone hope that, yo, if I apply myself and do this. But it's not an overnight thing. I don't know many overnight successes. I don't, I don't know, know any overnight. I don't play the lotto. You know what I'm saying? I don't play the
1: lotto purposely. I don't want to win the no lotto.
0: And there's a reason why, you can look up the stat, over 50% of the people that win the lotto end up being broke. Yeah. yeah. Like, even that shit. They don't have shit a, is, a clue is, is what, is what to do. They shit. have a
2: you know clue to do. Like,
1: so it's, 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 it's crazy. Yo, know, PR, you know better than anybody. I mean, you started your own project, you know what it takes how hard it is to own a business. Like, you know, the, the, the thing is people see what I do and they think, you know, they don't think from the business side of things. Like, what if it... Yo, know, it is very draining, man. Very draining to run a business. It's very draining to cover all angles and make sure that you're going to see tomorrow and that you can pay your employees and pay the rent. Like, that humbled me. The last year humbled me so much. Like, I feel like I, from 30 to 31, I learned a lot. But from... And thirty one to thirty-two was like I, I learned a lot in the la- from the thirty to thirty three I learned a lot. But in the last year, with the growth that we've had, mm-hmm. rebuilding the city, building a new store, rebuilding Brooklyn, building this office, building women's, building treats, o- you know, opening Miami soon. Like, yo, know, I'm heading and conceptualizing and putting together all these, and, and this is all self funded from the brand. We're not taking any loans out. The mm-hmm. brand is, but you know what it takes. You know mm-hmm. what it takes. You definitely know what it takes. Mm-hmm. This is no shortcut. We've
0: had the conversation. You and I just had the conversation in Basel, and we we're talking about how it keeps a business owner up at night knowing he's responsible for lives. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, any of no, that no, stuff. No, you don't handle right. your business, no. you run your business to the ground. There's 80 people that have families, yes. loans, whatever it is, that are out of a fucking business. Yes.
1: You know what I'm but saying? Before
3: like, we get to that, I want to just get to one thing. He spoke about Miami. P and I, are pretty, we're pretty flexible with our schedules. If you need any managerial guys, wow. some guys to really step up and take charge in Miami. A, I might
1: need a sideboard mannequin <laughs> in the window. <laughs>
0: listen, like you said, it. we'll start at the <laughs> stock room. What's, I'm to,
1: I'm I am totally no fine. I'm going to be a salesman. If mile, I'm Indiana. in shorts
3: <laughs> and a KISS tank top in the back,
0: peddling boxes, <laughs> I'll do it. Yo, no, we Jack have, my we have, our producers look at us go. We have about four more minutes. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about two things before we go Kith treats, real quick. Spend a minute on that. And the rest of the time on Kith women, which this show will air tomorrow. Is that fair to say? I'm gonna well, put pressure on you. <laughs> But I'd like it to air tomorrow because his store right. opens, Friday. opens Friday, so that'd be amazing timing. Cool there we go. So let's do. It. But can you talk about those two? Wait, we're not going to talk about ping pong, the ping pong tournament. That
2: I don't think y'all like... want
3: to talk about that. Listen, we'll man, January thirteenth. For those of you who don't know that can't see us visually, I'm in a boot. Um, <laughs> let's just get that out there. That's why the five slipper comment came on early. Um I had I had a light surgery on my calf. I'm going to be a okay by January thirteenth, ladies and gentlemen. And there will be footage. <laughs> Uh, of yes, these, yes of this will. beating what that doing? I'm man, gonna we're gonna doing, I know far dumping oh it right man. now in a
1: fucking wheelchair on, against listen, the wall. Listen, I listen, we can do a podcast on it. It's totally
0: fine. No People problem. What They're when just when gonna it's,
1: hear. <coughs> Yo, know, it's whatever you want to do, fam. By the way, I'm having my holiday party at Spin. Four weeks. We already got crazy bets going on. Four weeks. Oh yeah. Oh my god, Nick got like ten to one. He's like anyone ten to one. My man Andy stood so up like. <laughs> Small little youngest kid, and it's like,
2: all right. That's usually how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually
1: how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was like, yeah, you go in
0: quickly, man. please. Kid treats.
1: Okay. And then women's, and then we're out of here. Kid treats. Dream. Delicious, by the way. Dream, dream come true for when I was a kid. I just was obsessed, obsessed with sweet cereals. Um, parents didn't let me have any in the crib. I used to go to my friend's place down the block. I used to have the option, go left to Chris's house, go right to Jonathan's house. I used to destroy their closets. Um, every every uh, afternoon, my dad used to make me lunch. I love my dad, so I hope he doesn't hear this, but my dad used to make me lunch. I used to sell my lunch to this fat kid. He used to give me a dollar. And I used to go and I used to buy cereal. In, uh, in, in, in school, I used to buy Frosted Flakes with the chocolate milk. Oh, I had no, the Lindens, wow. triple fudge. Crackled up in the bag spill it out you already know what it is so basically uh that obsession that I had and I was really obsessed I had to quit eating cereal it was, it was that bad for real for real for real um I had to quit back then and now like I'm reliving that moment I, I'm I'm at a blessed I'm at a am ble- in a blessed situation now that I've created I don't believe in luck or being blessed out of nowhere like I creating a situation where I can open up that shop is like a blessing in itself, you know, being in the position to be able to do that. And now I opened up the shop. It's in Brooklyn. I have all my friends that have specials on the menu. I have the cereal, the cereal swirl. That has Feel become. free
3: to go cop that 80 on that menu too.
1: And we're working on something special, which we won't let out right now, but we're yes, working on are. something really big,
0: really special with treats. Yes, we and, are. and that was a passion project for you. You did open that saying, I'm going to make $5 million off of this next year. Like, that was a, stri- a passion that can be turned into a business. Are, yes, and, and
1: now because I'm in a position where that didn't need to make money, I'm able to give that as part of the experience of mm-hmm. shopping in the store. Love it. it wasn't about the money. Mm-hmm. It's never about the money. Nothing I do has ever been about the money. It's always about where, I, how can I make the greatest product, how can I push the culture. Luckily, the product sells. It's parallel with making money and becoming successful. But because it's never been money driven, it's never been the greedy approach, it's always like done in a tasteful manner and it's done to help grow the brand and done to help push the pun country. Pun intended in a tasteful manner. Exactly. <laughs> Kith women. Kith, mm-hmm. Kith women. Pun definitely intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, Kith women, man. I mean, Friday's the big day. Pun intended. Um, pun would have had a great wha- wha- special wha- Oh, Woody, what is <laughs> that? Uh, yeah. What, 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 were you, when did you think of doing a women's line? Why? And what are you most excited about? Uh,
1: Kith women's,
3: Women oh. are finicky, man. Let's be clear. Women nice. are women aren't like us. We'll go in there in copper shirt and we'll never yes. wear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it work. yeah. Women are like, I need me, this to match with yeah, let, this. It's got to be let, fit.
1: Let, let, let me tell you this: first product to sell out on the site always extra small, mm-hmm. extra small, extra small. Women we, we so I started growing the quantities extra small, and it's still selling at the same at the same percentage rate as for other sizes. So mm-hmm. like, we were still selling at an extra small as quick. So um, we thought. It would be a good idea to try to entertain the women's business.
0: You're like either we're really hot with midgets <laughs> or <laughs> women, and you bank on the women. It's smart, the are, more it's better bridge. margins, better, than better than than margins on the, the women wear. than the
1: midget. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. The mar- I mean, listen, the, the women's business. We know we sell women's footwear in the store. We sell women's sneakers. And we, we do very, very well. So we know that there has been a demand for it, and. As soon as I found a person, and we weren't in a rush to do it, but as soon as I found a person that I thought would really kill it, and we found a a very, very talented designer. Yeah, she's Um, a G. She's very good, and the fabrics are elevated. It's all, and I know the women, um, the women's, because I grew up with my mom and my sister. You know, my dad was at work. I was always, like, around my mom and my sister. Uh, Growing up, my mom was home a little earlier at 6 p.m. My sister was home with me, and, like, I know that I know the women's mentality when it comes to apparel. My mom's a diva when it comes to apparel. My sister loves apparel. So like, I know the hand feel is more important for women than it is for men. I know that things need to be like a little softer for women. It doesn't things don't drape the same way. Things don't fit the same way. They don't wear things the same way we do. It's like so. I took a different, a completely different approach. But the DNA of Kit is still in the apparel. Uh, we put together an amazing sh- an amazing store. The store is beautiful. It's a smaller space because I wanted to build more of an intimate setting for women. Uh, I-, I have a great team there. Where's the store? Um, Where can people go? And- uh, across the street on Bleecker, across the street from my Soho shop. It's 64 okay. Bleecker Street.
0: Okay. And when's um, it open?
1: When can they go shop? When- it's open Friday, this Friday, 11 a.m. Okay. Uh, so any guy that wants to buy something for their girl for Christmas, their mother, their sister... Fourth
0: yeah, yeah, I've noticed something that's really important. Your stores are staffed impeccably. Yes. People of the culture. Will there be people there that are knowledgeable in the game where I can go and say hey, I want to buy something for
1: my lady, help me out here? Like we spent six hours yesterday with the team going through piece by piece explaining every single piece, showing them how we style the lookbook, how you can wear everything. Dope. It's like they're gonna be super knowledgeable and that's the whole, you know, those are like paying attention to details not only in the product but also in the shop. You know, no, it's uh, it's important. This is like one long, shameless plug for the Kith brand. <laughs> 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 you work hard, hey, though, <laughs> listen, nah, listen,
0: you work hard, and, and, and uh, a credit to you is you're not the dude that's like, me, 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 check me out. So, like, I know if we don't ask, we won't get this, but I think it's important. You know, as was said, I think it's important for people to know there has been a grind. There is a real, true, you know, homegrown story here, and I think it shows itself in the work. This ain't, and the no, you do this ain't no
3: fake brand that's trying to be something that's not. This is like, this is the real deal. Th- this know? is the
1: first, I gotta say, this is the first year um, that I feel that like the brand has like a true identity, you know, and like, I feel like we've reached a point now where if you look at product, um, you might say, oh, that looks like a kit piece. Mm. This is the first year I feel that's possible. Well, we're
0: on a group chat, and we're starting to see other brands
1: yes. try to follow, we'll say
0: that, and we'll say that it's respectfully. It's been that way. It's
3: been that way for a while we're now. trying that, to follow. Will you ever... Will your? Will kids' clothing ever walk down a runway?
1: Ooh, good question. Down a runway? I don't want to call it a runway.
3: Or a presentation, or yeah. a showing, or... You know what I mean. Yeah, runway I mean, out.
1: I think that we are entering that world, you know, now that the Vogue's and Vanity Fair's and... Uh, fashionistas and you know those publications are starting to pick us up i think uh that there is something to prove to the industry not not necessarily to the market uh i've always been you know interested more in what the consumer thinks and what the industry thinks Mm -hmm. um but we're starting to maybe see opportunities in that uh in that you know that whole scene. So Look, I, I'm, I asked I'm, him this
3: question four years ago.
1: No, no, never. No, well, it's, pro- it's progression, right? Progression. I'll well. say this: I'm
0: super busy. It's but so if you rough. give me notice, I probably could walk. <laughs> you know, if you give me notice, I could figure move some things around. I don't know, I probably. You know, I'm what happened? I'm done. What's, the, what's the problem? Yo, listen, man. <laughs> Ronnie, let's go. No, hold up, before all we right. go, what give we people an update you? on you. What's going on with you? Yeah. It's yo. Always, um, yo, what, yo,
1: can I ask something?
0: Ask whatever you want, but no, we're out of time, actually. You, you can't ask anything. You, yo, you get right right one time. question, <laughs> yeah. RF. Right. Right, one question. What's good? This is what we want to know.
1: Okay. Real talk. Talk, talk to this chain while you're asking him, too. chain is chunky. This is what I want to know. And you know that I don't ever hold back, and I'm a blunt motherfucker.
3: Yes. You know that. Absolutely.
1: I want to know the mind, the honest mindset that you're in right now, and how hard. Jesus Christ. Those diamonds. Hustling <laughs> <blessing laughs> with that flash. though. Wow. I'm literally dancing on his necklace. Wow. Right?
3: Diamond, diamond. Fact, now I'm not going to sing the song. Yo. Come on. <laughs> Come on, B. You're
1: making this very Jesus ugly. Jesus
0: Christ. This the real moment <laughs> right now. Yo, Yo let me like at him. Him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> doing a wave on his
0: neck. <laughs> <laughs> a, right. a macarena
1: on his neck. <laughs> damn, For people that aren't watching this right now, we had PR just flash shooting Vic's retarded necklace. I, I could see a muscle getting strained in his neck right now. <laughs> I got a new chain,
3: everybody. <laughs> yo, and, uh, you know, it was an early Christmas present for myself, and everyone's just,
1: you know, let me, let taking me, photos let of let, it. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. I want to know how seriously you plan on taking this comeback now because now since you know we don't want to relive the moment but of course you know patella tendon come back aggravation come back aggravated again it pops now you got surgery i know that for me as as one of your best friends it was demoralizing for me Mm -hmm. it was it was hard for me it was it was upsetting for me um I hate anybody that has anything negative to say about you because you're a fucking great person. And I know how much heart you have. I know what you give to the game. I know how hard you work. But now, you know, after all that has happened, I want to know how hard it's going to be for you. Because I don't only want to hear you say, like, yo, like, I am going to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to know from you how hard you think it's going to take. How hard... Let me rephrase that. How hard do you think it's going to be to come back from this and what you were going to be willing to do to get there?
3: I think, I think it's going to be very difficult. I think, you know, coming back from the patella was hard. I mean, you know, you overcome that, you eight months down in a, in a leg brace, you can't bend your leg, can't bend your knee or anything. That, that was hard. So to come back from that and then get injured again, then to have surgery again, it's like, that's like a double whammy, you know what I mean? So it's going to be extremely difficult, but I know that, you know my work ethic has always been the thing that I hung my hat on whether it's nutrition whether it's workouts whether it's my attitude at the workout whether it's competing against teammates for playing time like I've always competed my ass off and always made sure I did what I had to do to get to where I need to be is it gonna was it always easy absolutely not and this isn't gonna be any easier like i Really, and, and as you know, this this is a business. This isn't high school anymore. This isn't college where you get chances. You can come back, rest your ear. There is none of that. Like, now it's either, like, I need to perform or I potentially won't be on this team anymore. And, you know, that's the realness. That's the realness of it. So, it is, it is. I understand how much, A, I love playing for the New York Football Giants, the best organization in football.
2: Apparently. And,
3: B, how much I love being from home and being in this area and being having my mother be able to come to eight games a year. Like, I, I cherish that. So I am I know that that's going to be the driving force. Uh, and, and, of course, Kennedy getting older, and I want her to see me on the field. I want her to see me playing on the screen when she 100%. actually knows what she's looking at. I mean, other years, is she's just my one, two years old. Yes. It's just that. Now she's starting to understand what daddy does, where she's at, at the football. Like she's starting to understand these things. So is it going to be hard? Absolutely. Am I ready for the challenge? Absolutely.
1: I want to know one more one more question. Mentally,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like physically, I know I know you're gonna do what you gotta do. Of course. Right? But everybody talks about coming back from injuries uh, from a mental from a mental standpoint, right? What your mm-hmm. mental state will be. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are there plans for you to do anything mentally, like for you to be headstrong coming back into the season?
3: Well, right now I've been doing uh, a good friend of mine, obviously who you know, Sam. He introduced me to uh, this meditation, this meditation technique, and I've been doing it ever since I left. Um, He invited me up to his home in the Hamptons and introduced me to it and did it for three days this entire weekend of understanding how meditating actually connects your mind to the rest of your body and how it just changes your entire vibe and your entire persona and how you are in regards to, you know, things you might have blew up at before. You might be chill and and oppose it and... And meet it a different way. So I've been doing this meditation technique that, you know, I do it twice a day and it, and it really helps. It really helps me kind of relax my mind, clear my mind of all those negative thoughts and all those negative things and really get to myself, get to a place where I'm starting to understand myself, understand what makes me go and what makes me tick. So that's one of the biggest things that I plan on doing. And as well as just Getting away, man. Taking trips, even if it's alone. Just making sure that I'm in a place where I'm clear mentally and I'm really locked in and I'm not partying or doing things with this person, that person, a group of people. Just being alone and really understanding what it takes to be a professional, an adult human being and one that wants to take care of his body and play this game, um, which is his profession for a very long time.
1: Respect, respect you for that. I, 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 I was just going to cut you guys, so that. Was no, 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 real quick. Uh, a lot of people might not understand... Uh, the whole meditation thing mm-hmm. right? that's okay a lot of people be ignorant to it and first to say of like, course what is this? you know but I feel like those are the things like that are most important is to wipe out everything and anything that people have to say to really get in touch with yourself because you are the only person that knows what's capable what you're capable of doing mm-hmm. you are the only person that knows yep. and I know physically you're you are you're not human. You're you're, <laughs> you're you're not human. I've seen you do crazy shit, you jump over crazy shit, like, you're running check this out, and like, jumps over some fucking garbage pail. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I've like, I see, I, I seen it, and it's like, it's amazing and inspiring to see, like, you take yourself that seriously when it's time to work out and shit like that, but my, you know, my worry for you yeah. is from a mental, mental standpoint, mm-hmm. and I think you are willing to do what's mm-hmm. necessary to come back, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the most refreshing thing to hear from anybody looking in, because if anybody knows anything, it's all up here. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, w- I was just going to say, as I hear you say that and hear how
0: difficult it's going to be in-, in understanding that challenge, this is your Ronnie saying, I'll buy all the pairs if they don't sell. Yeah. This is your back up against the wall, this is your fight or flight that we talked about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this shows and proves people's mettle, so it's like, if I'm betting on anyone in that situation, it's you. So, I think you know. I, when Ronnie and I always talk about it, it's like, do we realize? And we say we because you're our brother. So, like, it's us. Like, yeah, we have an uphill battle and being there for you and all that stuff. But understanding and realizing the task ahead is very different than not saying we don't have a single doubt that you won't get what you need to yeah. oh, mm-hmm. no, saying? Like not
1: one mm-hmm. you see I know Yeah. but it's this the people on the other end of this mic yeah. that don't know and it's important for them to know that, that you, know, you are you are that guy I like I already know what I'm going to see next year mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. like I didn't want to see you 80% of the field mm-hmm. with that calf anyway of course you know what I'm saying so I, I needed
3: to get to I wasn't going to step there's no way I could give the people half of yeah. of me or give myself you know half of anything that I'm willing to give out so I knew that I couldn't touch that field until mentally I was 100% and matches the, phys- the physical right
1: and, and I and I honestly can't wait and I don't I just can't watch football the same way yeah. When you know on the field you know it just became that thing like you have a personal attachment to somebody on the field. It's a whole
3: different story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you know. Absolutely. So, you know. When Absolutely. You, when you watch Brown play. Yeah, making me get. I'm about to start <laughs> doing jumping jacks. In <laughs> Anything like, close, man. Take us home. Um, man. I'm it's good, man. Show. This is the Victor show I want to thank my brother, my main man Ronnie Five, for being on yes, the show. Uh, first guest, um, yeah. first guest ever, first of many. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. P just walked in. I mean, he, he just, he walks in and out. Somehow I found um, out some, you were recording this somehow show. Somehow somebody gave him kids slippers and he walked in here. I don't know how he does it, man, but thank you for tuning in again. We appreciate y'all. Uh, oh, last but not least, Out of the Blue, uh, it's in Barnes and Noble. Here, here we go, Noble. man. Feel free to go and pick Sorry, up, you know, the the project feel free to pick up P. Let him. me get no. the Out of the Blue. No. Feel free to pick up a Young Readers edition for your children. We have that as well, paperback. Um, and that's it, man. Yeah, P.E.'s
0: right? a right?
3: version. Listen, go to your nearest <laughs> bodega. They probably got oh, it under man. the cat. Look under the cat by the bread. That's where the <laughs> out of the blue in Spanish is, man. Thank you for tuning in.
1: KitNYC.com.
0: KitNYC.com. The, the, uh-huh. the store address again for women's? 64 Bleecker Street. Brooklyn store address? 233 Flatbush. New York City address? 644 Broadway. A lot of checks, man. He needs a lot of bills. He's got a lot of bills, man. A lot. Thanks for being, brother. Long overdue. First of many. We got to get you back on. Thank you very much. Um, And we're out, peoples. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Peace. In the words of Martin.